Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 140th episode of the Lunchpail Guys podcast. I'm here with everybody today, Lucas, Jared, Bart, Wyatt is back, and your host, Aiden. Uh, as usual, we're going to start out with some news we missed. We got a bunch of it today. Um, and to start, I know you tune into this weekly podcast for fun stuff, but we have to start out with some pretty devastating news here. Klondike is discontinuing the Chaco Taco. So, it's yeah. an elite stadium snack. Yeah, it really is. Like, Discontinuing yeah. it, it's that, an affront to our podcast. That, that really hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Was it mentioned <laughs> on that episode? No. I don't think it was. No. Okay. But I, I would like to imagine it was there in spirit. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, again, we'll dub it in. Yeah. It was lurking in the honor yeah. roll. <laughs> I mean, the, the Choco Taco is a staple of every ice cream truck that, really, it, uh, though, that drives through. I, yeah. It's always there, right there in the, in the, the top right corner. Yeah. You can see it. Why did you like, just continue it? Completely priced out for kids, by the way. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like six bucks and I had a dollar. You know, you know. They want to focus on more profitable product lines. Yeah, no, more it's passion good, no projects. They're going to bring it back in like 10 years and everyone's going to go wild and they'll make it. Yeah. Probably, yeah. probably the same reason why probably the same reason why Taco Bell discontinued like potatoes for no reason whatsoever. What? They just decided mm-hmm. that they weren't doing potatoes anymore. <laughs> in any form they just weren't doing yeah, like, I, yeah. <laughs> a potato they enters the door they're like out potatoes no they didn't do a single potato for a while <laughs> the big potato industry is just too big oh, for there taco bell it took us two minutes to get the big reference today <laughs> the potato lobby was furious <laughs> okay moving on to actual sports stuff um, at least vaguely. The Detroit Pistons have announced their teal throwback jerseys. Thoughts on them? I kind of like them. I think they're hot. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're really cool. Yeah, so hyped for those. Okay. Um, and now we've got a bunch of NFL news. Uh, to start out with some injury-ish news, we got Chris Carson retired due to a neck injury. Had a oh. solid run, five years with the Seahawks. He was really good like two years ago on my fantasy team. He was mm-hmm. killing it. And then all of a sudden just went, kind of went downhill. Yeah. I feel like when he was healthy, he was pretty cons- like consistently like an above average running back. But Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was going to be a sleeper this year in fantasy. I think he was like the yeah. – he had the highest like yards above expected or something like that last Oh, really? Yeah. Like he was like oh, low-key actually very good. Yeah, I know it's crazy. It's too bad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But still, it's crazy that like he played five seasons, I think. So the mm-hmm. mileage on running backs is just... Yeah. Crazy. Tough. Can't really even make it to 30 anymore. Really, though. Like, yeah. At this point. Um, but, yeah, and other vaguely <laughs> injury-ish news. Joe Burrow had his appendix removed. Mm. Um, whatever mm-hmm. I initially read said that there was no timetable for his return, which sounded like <laughs> really scary and bleak, but like he'll be back soon enough. He'll, yeah, anyway. Yeah, not I would post hope a so. Yeah, I know that that doesn't seem. It's not like a, you know when you say no timetable, that makes it seem like it's like he's not coming back this year. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, apparently he was discharged from the hospital yeah, today. Exactly. So, 
So we're about to see an elevated game from Joe Burrow without him playing it's like appendix. With, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting upgrades. A little bit lighter, a little bit quicker now. Yeah. Uh, in some free agency news, we have Julio Jones signed a one-year deal with the Bucks. He joins Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who, if they stay healthy, that's a pretty good court. But mm-hmm. that's the question, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> same same as the Titans. It does yeah. not move yeah. the needle for me. No disrespect yeah. to Julio Jones. Yeah. I just... That's pretty disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't move the needle, Wyatt. Come on, give him some respect. Very little, very little. Uh, and then we got some QB news to, to finish it off. First, Russell Wilson showed up to Broncos training camp today in a massive truck. The wheels were enormous on that. And he was wearing his own jersey. That's some classic Russ. I heard Wyatt thought it was really cool. Um, he was a big fan of it. The truck was um, cool, yeah. <laughs> but he's he is self-involved. It looks like he bought that jersey at like a, a sporting really goods store. Yeah, a good exactly. store, yeah. Like he, it wasn't his jersey that he was wearing like, to exactly. camp. He had bought it from like NFL.com or Nike.com. <laughs> he he probably bought the customizable jer- version of it. You know, that's just confidence, Wyatt. It's self-involved. Yeah. Got to respect it. <laughs> Confidence is a massive truck. While you that truck, that truck's gonna come in handy when it starts snowing on like a twelve-hour notice in Denver. That's true, dude. The Denver's like Mm -hmm. one of the sunniest cities in the states. But no, it snows all the time there. Not in Denver. In Colorado, sure. Not in Denver, dude. I know this because I looked Mm -hmm. it up when I went there. It's surprising, but it, here, you know what? Why we keep I've going seen Rockies games <laughs> with snow on the field. I don't, I don't totally buy that. Gonna... <laughs> Are the Rockies in Denver? I trust well? Walt. I trust Bart. <laughs> Denver's one of the sunniest cities in America with an average it's... of 245 sunny days. Yeah, but Colorado as a whole is like a super sunny state, but they still got like a lot of snow, right? Okay, so, I, okay. Average snowfall. I think it's 60 <laughs> inches. We'll, 60 we'll inches. With, and the average in the U.S. is 27.8. Okay, so, so it snows it's just there. both extremes. But they're <laughs> so, <laughs> the, elevation, <laughs> the elevation is so high, they don't see any of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where does it go? <laughs> um, and finally, in our, our last QB news of the day, uh, Devontae Adams, who joined the Raiders this offseason, had a quote where he said, Anytime you change QBs, talking about his QB change from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr, um, anytime you change QBs from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. <laughs> Which is such a such a stupid quote. What is it? Is it not an adjustment if you go from a, you like go a Pro Bowler to a Pro <laughs> Bowler? Like it's, it's just dumb. But did we talk about the Notre Dame Notre Dame jerseys? Did I miss that? No, no, we, we have not. Uh, okay. but, but we can. Notre Dame has new jerseys for They're them. awful. Yeah, okay. No, they're <laughs> not. I, I don't agree at all. They're, they're awful. They're pretty sick, I think. <laughs> the rollout was great. The, the rollout, the rollout was good. I did watch the video. But the this, is all, this is all just to play BYU in Vegas. And these jerseys, <laughs> <laughs> and these jerseys are <laughs> terrible. The illustration work, no offense to the designer who did it. I'm not a huge fan of it. It doesn't make any sense from a jersey's perspective. They could have done like a, a more fun pattern rather than literally putting like a cathedral on the shoulders. I don't like it. It's the, the font, dome, isn't is, it? Is it a dome? I think There's it's like a yeah. disrespect here. Um, <laughs> Ohio State fans, the, the, so. the font, not very good. If you I like the me. Art Deco font. I think it looks sick. Mm-hmm. No. I get it's like French or whatever, but it's not really. 
<laughs> That's not really my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're fire. They're going to be great against BYU. They should, they should be on fire. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah. If you're a, a podcast fan out there with some cash to spend, buy Wyatt one of those jerseys, please. Um, but... <laughs> No, we've made enough bets about jerseys on this That's podcast. True. That's true. <laughs> yeah, which have gone unfulfilled, right? As that, of, that is as very true. Yes. No, no, no. They, there's a pin in it. There's a pin in it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Don't know how long that pin can stay there. <laughs> Once some of us are gainfully employed and no longer in law school, <laughs> then we'll pull the pin. Yeah, go ahead and rate this a five star so we can get some sponsors on this podcast. And then Jared yeah. can finally get his jersey. Yeah. And my Cowboys tickets, but, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <It's laughs> any day. Any day. Um, but anyway, moving on to our first real topic of the day, which is also some news that we missed, but we'll talk about. Kyler Murray agreed to a $230.5 million deal last week with the Cardinals through 2028. His annual salary of 46.1 is currently only topped by Aaron Rodgers, who makes over $50 million at the moment. Wyatt, was this the right move by the Cardinals? No, this was this was the absolute wrong move for the Cardinals to make. Kyler Murray obviously asked for a contract, or well, he rather demanded a new contract from the Cardinals, but that should not mean that the Cardinals had to have operated with any sense of urgency whatsoever to accommodate Kyler Murray's request. He had two years left on his existing rookie contract the next year and then a, the fifth-year option, which he would have obviously got picked up. The, the price and the structure of the contract are, dedic- are determined by the league's CBA. This is what the players argue for. Ky- Kyler Murray was not getting disrespected by the deal that he got by being the number one overall pick. So there was no reason for them to, to try to make happy their young quarterback. And then above that, they could also franchise tag him for another two years post-contract. Uh, if if they made it to the fifth year option or past the fifth year option, he didn't get a deal done, and everyone would say, "But but Wyatt, you don't want a disgruntled star on your hands, okay? But Wyatt, will, will you hold? He'll hold out from team camps, and he might miss parts of the season. Let him. What I mean, when the when the going gets tough, the tough got to get going, and Kyler Murray is not that tough. I give <laughs> Dak Prescott a lot of crap, but he played the entire season on a franchise tag. He broke his ankle before that, and he didn't complain about it at all. He doesn't have half the ability that Kyler Murray has, but he is twice the man, and he is twice the leader that Kyler Murray is. The Cardinals even had to overpay for J.J. Watt just so that there was a leader in the building. If Murray sacrifices his entire team season by holding out because he didn't have a contract or he wasn't going to get a contract, that would have told you everything you needed to know about him. And everything he's done up to this point would, would almost solidify the, thought, the thoughts that we already have that existed. There's a clear red flag for Kyler Murray that he has been very public that he does not want to watch film. He does not want to do these things. There was a lot of questions about whether he even loved the game of football coming in because he was drafted in the MLB and in the new contract that they gave him, they require four hours of film study outside of team (laughs) meetings. He can't meet, he can't be sitting there with a coach. It can't be a mandatory quarterback meeting. He has to go and do it himself, which cannot be 
four hours of uninterrupted screen time away from TV, movies, video games. These are things that are in the contract. And and it's, it's clear that Kyler Murray does not have a dedication to the game. I mean, like, you have to ask him to study film as a $230 million quarterback, as a guy who is the now the leader of your franchise, as a guy who's supposed to be the one who brings you to a Super Bowl, which, by the way, he put together the worst performance we have ever we have seen from a star quarterback in recent history. Like, anything that we think about Kyler Murray is true. All of the bad things, all of the immaturity, all of the poor sustainability of health and, and performance throughout the entire year is completely true. And there's no reason why the Cardinals should have made a move like that. Lastly, everyone is saying that if the, the, the Deshaun Watson contract can happen, then so can Kyler's. And I agree that the price that Deshaun Watson got paid, the guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson got paid, is the point that I would latch on to, but not the timing of it. And you don't just sign a guy just to say that you signed a guy, because I know we all want to, like Steve Keim and, and Cliff Kingsbury, their jobs are tied to him, but they can't just sign him for the sake of signing him because there's maturity, work ethic, on-field productions, and this is why bad franchises like the Cardinals stay bad. Yeah. I think, like, the fact that you're, like, including that four-hour-a-week thing in the contract, like, is an immediate red flag that this is something you should not be doing. Like, if you feel the need to, like, put in writing that your quarterback has to do a certain amount of film study, then, like, why are you paying them that much money? Like, that just seems to me, like... There's some sort of, like, cognitive dissonance there where it's like, yeah, we're willing to, like, shell out, like, the second highest amount for a quarterback, but we're so insecure about, like, his performance on the field that we're going to mandate he watch film. Like, it just seems like they feel like they had to do this when they really didn't have to do this at all. Who are the other options, though, is what I would say. Like, they already gave up on another, their number one overall pick that they signed before him. So they, like, have very tangible evidence that, like, okay, it's hard to figure out the number one overall pick, like who's even the best player in this draft, right? So I don't know what their other option is. I actually think it's kind of smart to sign them early because everybody's like, every time a quarterback signs a contract, there's a huge hullabaloo like, they paid him so much money. Wait, <laughs> wait till, wait till you know, Justin Herbert signs his contract, Lamar Jackson signs his contract. It's going to blow this out of the water. And like you said, Wyatt, he's not even getting close to the same amount of guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson is getting. So a lot of this can be vo- like voided if he doesn't apparently do his homework and all that stuff too. So I feel like you can't just walk away from that and be right and hope to be right on another number one overall pick, yeah. or, or maybe you won't even get the number one overall pick again. So I think I don't I think this was the right move for me personally. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we're like sorry, Lucas. We're in a no, no, league where Derek Carr makes I think forty point five million a year. I don't think in that obviously ridiculously inflated um, world that it's wrong for Kyler Murray to make 46. Even if, yes, I am worried about some of those those habits and whatnot, um, the fact that they would have to start over is just to, like, getting a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, which Kyler, I think, is just barely, is still difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem with that point. <clears throat> they wouldn't have to start over... For another four years. The two years left on his contract, and then two franchise tags right after that. There is no there why there is no reason why they have to do it today. They had to sign him in the third year of his contract. It could because if 
if he had a problem with everything, if he'd like shut himself out, I mean, deleting everything on Instagram is already like a childish move, which apparently was the only leverage he clearly had. That if if Kyler Murray didn't just like shut up and, and put up and go and go out there and, and perform really well and put up big numbers, then he clearly wasn't the guy anyway. So I mean, if if he ended up if he proved you wrong, if you made him prove you wrong, and he did, you'd be happy with that, I think, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be like, okay, you know, I'll give you an extra twenty million dollars? Wouldn't that be that not big of a deal? Hmm. I think he Cardinals? would have forced his way out. To be honest, I don't think this year per se, but I could totally see Kyler just not showing up and then, being traded. Then let him. Like, why then let it. Then let him. <laughs> what? Yeah. I do not agree with that. Yeah, that's what, a like, bad what strategy. Are you, what are you going <laughs> to do then? Who's their backup QB? Do you think Kyler is a Super Bowl capable quarterback? I don't. Me but and if, if you can see your QBs yeah, made the Super Bowl. He has a losing Goff. record as a like, starter. I totally yeah, think, come on. Now. Yeah, Jared Goff with a significant Kyler. roster. I don't yeah, think yeah, Jared Goff could win a Super Bowl. And Jared, I don't think it's out of the question that the I would Cardinals be really could surprised. make a run. If Kyler ever makes the Super Bowl, I'd be surprised. And Jared Goff made the At Super Bowl before he got Jimmy the Jimmy G. We're talking. There are a ton of QBs who make yeah. the Super Bowl who are not with better with better teams with better, and better yeah. coaches. Most mm-hmm. of all, if Cliff gets fired, maybe I'll take that back. I think Cliff is definitely a problem, but. To me, I, I don't think the problem. I don't think being, they have a bad being team. like a mediocre to above average team is not worth keeping your quarterback for. I would prefer to restart and try to draft again because my biggest problem with Kyler is that he doesn't seem to have shown that much growth in his career so far, and it feels like you're banking on him becoming an elite quarterback with this contract, and I don't think he's capable of getting to that next level. So you're going to be stuck with a guy who's like a Pro Bowl level quarterback, in my opinion, and that's it. And you have to try to build like a really strong team around him, which is not what this contract is indicating. You don't think a Pro yeah, Bowl exactly. level quarterback is gonna is a Super Bowl could potentially make a Super Bowl? No, I'm saying like his 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 ceiling is like being a Pro Bowl like nominee, but not being able to like lift the team like the Aaron Rodgers is of the world. That's what it, I'm saying. What did that get? What has that gotten Aaron Rodgers? It's gotten one. He hasn't been in the Super Bowl in like I mean, sure, ten but years because the team building again is a problem. I just don't think. <laughs> I'm not convinced that the Cardinals, like Wyatt was saying, the Cardinals are kind of a dysfunctional organization. I'm not optimistic about it, is all I'm saying. So you want the dysfunctional organization to start over and draft someone else? <laughs> yeah. The whole yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. I mean, what, is, what they're gonna they're gonna trade Kyler Murray if they were to trade him, they wouldn't get be getting pennies on the dollar. They'd probably still get four first round picks back from him anyway. Mm-hmm. And then that's a good place to restart from. The rest of the team is is pretty decent. But, I mean, as far as, but, like, Kyler Murray goes, if he's not a leader, if he's not sustainable for the course of a season, then he's not a guy that can win you a Super Bowl. I don't know. He just finished his third season, and we're already we're acting like he's in his, his tenth season and, like, all right, we know what he is. We don't know what he is. You do after three seasons. Uh, I know you don't. I think three no, seasons is enough of a time to have a... No, it's Jared, not. Jared, who's gotten better? Jared, Jared name one quarterback who's made, like, a big leap after year three. Dak Prescott. That's, yeah, you okay. just said I Dak knew you were going to say Because <laughs> he's the only what about person Tom Brady? in your head. What about Tom Brady? Tom Brady won a Super Bowl in his second year, I think. Yes. I don't think okay, the expectation what, should be that someone is making a big leap. He yeah. is a an above-average quarterback in the league. He's potentially a top-ten quarterback in the league. Talent-wise. We talk about <laughs> there are plenty of worse QBs who have made the Super Bowl. Yeah. A like above-average QB is valuable. <laughs> Is very valuable. Again, Derek Carr is making forty point five. I Derek think Carr's Kyler better Murray's than Kyler better Murray. 
No, I think Kyler Murray. <laughs> no, when Derek Kyler Murray is Derek Carr's better. Healthy. I take Derek Carr over Kyler I... Murray every day of the week. Oh, really? I disagree with that, I think. <laughs> Come on, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, listen, I'm not on the Kyler hype train, but I think he's better than Derek Carr. I don't think Derek Talent-wise, Carr's Talent-wise, maybe. Uh, maybe. Hall of Fame quarterback. Another issue is he's super... <laughs> where is he a bit... Sorry, Lucas. But no, once he say, where is he? Once he stops talent? playing Call of Duty, once he stops playing Call of Duty, that late season slide will will not happen anymore. That yeah. late season slump. The funniest thing about the contract thing with the studying is that, like, how is it enforceable? They say that he's <laughs> yeah, done on his own. He's gonna. It still sounds play like Call it's like yeah, it's like mutually exclusive to like not have someone a coach there <laughs> or whatnot, and for it to also be enforceable. But. Yeah, for it you sounds to like, like self-report like that, it's like, like a, I don't know. It seems like a, as somebody who's taken and passed the contracts class, it seems like a bad contract. Like I think it's like a team say. iPad, though, and they can monitor it, oh, okay. is what it sounds like. <laughs> they give them the So Jamarcus it's like he's like Russell, a third grader. Like your parents signing your reading log or something. <laughs> I know. It, it reminds me of when I used to teach and I got to like be able to like look onto every kid's screen to make sure they weren't doing bad things. Mm-hmm. Like That's what this seems like to me. <laughs> oh my. Then he gets a pizza party at the end of all this. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. Who do you think leaked the the, the independent did. study clause? The Cardinals did. Why though? They Why? It doesn't make sense it. for either party hmm. to leak that. I don't I mean, understand. It's, it, Why it would you try out, to embarrass public. the quarterback that you just signed to a long term contract? It was gonna come understand. out though. It's, it's it's public. I don't know. It just it doesn't. So make sense. they're just, just getting ahead of it. Well, how did they get ahead of it? They didn't, like, what did they say to make it better? They didn't get ahead of this at all. I mean, they didn't have to say anything, but now it's out there, and it's not like they tried to sneak it in. They're like, okay, this is a very obvious thing. There's, they're, Are they just, public? Is every it. contract public? It sounded like this was yeah, not, I didn't, I didn't like, that either. it sounded like this was not the standard procedure. Like, people were shocked that this got leaked. Okay, I don't know. Type in. I bet you I could find it. Okay, it's going to be like, like we talked earlier, <laughs> Jameis with LASIK, Joe Burrow without his appendix. Kyler with film, like it's just a, yeah, know, wait. Like a whole nother level that we're about to yeah, see. Yeah, Kyler with eight hours of sleep. Yeah, what about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Honestly, sure. it makes um, Patrick Mahomes' contract look really look really good. Um, and yeah, it does yeah. yeah. Make and I wonder what Herbert and uh, Burrow's contracts are going to be. And Lamar Jackson, I would pay. I would pay both there. of them twice as much as what I would pay Kyler Murray. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> Did I Josh would. Allen already I, sign his contract? Yeah. Yes. He did. Okay, he did. Yes. That's what I was going to say. It's um, what a, what a, $43 yeah, tw- million a year. Yeah. It is definitely wrong that Kyler makes more. Um, it's $43 million a year. <clears throat> okay. It's just going to keep going up. Six years, yeah, 258 Yeah. That's what it is. I'm just saying, look, over the course of over the course of a year, in the, in the three years that he's played, Jared, Kyler Murray has not sustained a high level of play all the way through. He has fallen off, whether that has been he sustained a, sh- a shoulder injury, some sort of lower body injury, whatever it might be, whether it's a psychi- psychi- psychiatric thing, whatever. He has not been a Pro Bowl from start to finish. He's had really good starts in really bad finishes, including a really bad playoff game. And also being the smallest quarterback ever does kind of put you in, in a position to get hurt more. And we've already seen that. Shoulder, you know, he's had, I think he's had a shoulder injury the last two years or so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think it's only year three. Or you're going into year four now, so. Jared, the it's big Kyler Murray guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, 
There's no way I, I'm going to be like, you know what? We're going to try to get the number one overall pick again and just try over. Try I think over you're, you're, no, you're work, taking this to a, huge, to a huge leap. I think well, what's I the leap though? But what, are they, no, no, no. what well, is your other option? If you you make him prove to you that he's your franchise quarterback. Yeah. No. You, they already picked up the player option in April. They have two more years. You could at least see what happens with that. And two more of a franchise tag as well. I mean, like you make him mm-hmm. prove to you that he is mature, prepared, and a hard enough worker to be your franchise quarterback. You're not like it's not like they get the ne- number one overall pick next year, Jared. It's not the alternative that they either pay him right now or they draft number one over or try to get the number one overall pick next year. They still have two more years of him. Four more. They do have to find an alternative though, and I don't know that they're going to find that. I I I would call his bluff. I don't think he would actually sit out the season. You don't? I no, I don't. I don't know about that. We've seen people do that. Call of Duty gets pretty boring if you're playing it full time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just go play baseball. It'll be fine. Exactly. Exactly. Let him. (laughs) <laughs> Albert Call's bluff. Let him. Anyways, speaking of baseball contracts. When, or, when or we baseball. get contracts one of these days, <laughs> if, we ever, if we ever get to a point where we get contracts, I want to negotiate against you guys. <laughs> oh, I just want to show up next week. Okay, oh, here's $230 million. I appreciate that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but we are actually going to talk about baseball now. Again, Wyatt is here, and we're no. talking about baseball, which is he's gonna leave for a bit, but you know, um, he'll be back eventually. Yeah, he did dishes. And, yeah, <laughs> he's gonna go. Yeah, make dinner. Uh, but, but we're gonna talk about some Juan Soto news over the past couple of weeks. Um, Juan Soto turned down a four hundred forty million dollar contract extension offer from the Nationals. It was over fifteen years though, so the actual average value of it was not all that high. Uh, compared to some of his contemporaries, uh, but anyway, this you know a 23-year-old likely future Hall of Famer is now being shopped by the Nationals. It's unclear whether he'll be actually traded before the deadline or whether this is something that's going to happen in the next year or so. Uh, but it is a pretty it's pretty big baseball news, pretty big baseball someone on the market news. So Jared, who will win the Soto sweepstakes? Uh, my answer is nobody. I don't think he's going to get moved by the trade deadline um, at all. Um, f- first off, I think it, w- it definitely, like you said, Aiden, it was a good decision not to like to decline that contract extension because, like we were just talking about with Kyler, like uh, a deal gets more team friendly like every every year essentially because someone else is going to reset the market, all that stuff. And 15 years is pretty ridiculous. But uh, Mike Rizzo, the GM, came out and said like. They didn't leak. They didn't leak the contract that they offered him. So they definitely were not like expecting to have him on the market. I don't think they were planning to have to trade him. And to think that you're going to put together a package or that you've already done enough due diligence to where you'll get it. You're going to get a package that you were happy to get. In what? What? This is like happened in like what? Like a two week span, maybe. I don't think that's enough time to plan for like a franchise altering move that this would be. They've already got rid of Max Scherzer. They got rid of Trey Turner. You know what I mean? Like they, uh, like a lot of people are saying this. Like they have to get this trade right, mm-hmm. otherwise, like it's going to set them back for a really long time. So I don't think he's going to get moved. First off, like he's under contract until the end of 2024. So again, there's no urgency there either. Mm-hmm. But I think if, if there was a team that I think would get him this year, I'm actually I'm going to say it: the Mariners. They've swung big before. Mm-hmm. 
Do you remember mm-hmm. back in the day when they got Robinson Cano? They signed him to a pretty horrible contract as well. Yeah, that worked I think out it was yeah, like, great. <laughs> yeah, it worked <laughs> out really bad. Mm-hmm. But they take swings. Like, Nelson Cruz was kind of a swing for them. Yes. Cliff Lee one time back mm-hmm. in the day. They kind of have everything that I think the Nationals would want to look for is they have a deep farm system. Yeah. They, they, I don't think they should, and I don't think they would get rid of Julio Rodriguez, who's, like, kind of their Juan Soto. Maybe not as good yet, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And they have $90 million in cap space. So even if, the, the again, the GM today said they aren't looking to, like, unload a bad contract, a lot of people think Patrick Corbin's contract is they're trying to get rid of it, but they're coming under new manage, uh, new ownership pretty soon. The Nationals are. They're, like, for sale right now. So they're, like, that's somebody else's problem. And they're not, like, hurting for cash right now. But if they did want to, mm-hmm. the Mariners could pick that up easily with their with that cap space. Mm-hmm. Um I, so I, I like the Mariners in this, to be honest. The other like usual front runners are there too, with the Dodgers and Yankees. I hope he doesn't go there. I've kind of seen the Mets name thrown around just because their owner has a lot of money, but I think there's no way you trade him within the division. I, I want to do that so, and play him and play him for the next potentially ten years. Um, so my answer is nobody's going to win the sweepstakes in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But if I were like forced to pick a team, I'm I'm going to say the Mariners. I appreciate your optimism on that on behalf of the Mariners, Jared. I just don't think that, like, it's going to happen. I think, like, um, I think it's got to be the Dodgers if it's going to be anybody at this point. Just because, like, the Ooh. amount of talent they've been able to accumulate over the past however many years, they have the assets to make it happen. They have limitless money to make it happen. Like, it just seems like everything would fall into place from to go to the Dodgers. If not them, I've heard the Padres' name thrown yeah. around a lot, too, of ones you didn't mention. They also have, like, a pretty good farm system, some prospects they could trade. I know it's been said that you'd probably have to deal, like, the best prospect package ever to get mm-hmm. Soto at this point, which is delivered. But I could see the Padres doing it. They're kind of in, like, a win-now mode window, too. And I think I could see them mortgaging their future for, like, the first chance at success ever. Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate your optimism, Jared, for the Mariners. But I think it's probably the Dodgers or the Padres yeah. if it's anybody who gets him. Yeah, I think the Padres are interesting because they clearly want big names at the moment. They landed yeah. Manny Machado. They tried for mm-hmm. Scherzer last year. They tried for Trey Turner. They want to mm-hmm. make splashes. So I could see that happening. Um, I also had the, I had the Mariners down as a sleeper, Jared. I would love to see that. I really would. <laughs> uh, but it's, it is like a much bigger splash than a Robinson Cano or a Nelson Cruz where those guys are kind of over the hill to some degree. They're past yeah. their prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the cost of... Uh, uh, of a Juan Soto is going to be a lot greater than that, so so we'll see. I would love to see it. I, yeah, I, I have the kind of sinking feeling that it's going to be the Dodgers, though, just because of how much money they have and the fact that they have the the farm system assets to go for it. Mm-hmm. And also, like the Dodgers have routinely overpaid for oh, like yeah. older assets too, or for older mm-hmm. trade deadline pieces. Or I'm not sure if this will happen by the trade de- deadline, but they've traded for you know. Um, Trey Turner and Scherzer at the last deadline. Those guys are like also, you know, getting up there. They're not young. Uh, so once they see Juan Soto, an opportunity to get in on someone who's like, what, he's 23, I mm-hmm. have no doubt that they'll give up whatever it takes and will sign him um, to a much better contract than what the Nationals are offering. So we'll see. How do the Dodgers Absolutely. still have the farm assets? I, They've been they've know. been trading them away for like know. five years. <laughs> <laughs> they still I, have I farm assets. There's there's just something in the water the, there. The like everybody they yeah, sign is just uh, a bottomless pool of like farm some system golden talent. Corral, like <laughs> <laughs> just, 
limitless. Huh? Anyway. The rich get richer. Yeah. I don't know how in yeah. this situation when they're trading away all the riches, but somehow yeah. it happens. Speaking of the rich, yeah. Lucas, what about the Yankees? What do you think about them? Yeah, I mean, I think they could do it. I mean, they have enough probably prospects in their farm system they could package together nicely to ship off for him. They're the Yankees, so they have limitless money. So they could do it. I think I've heard it um, talked about, too, a lot in the context of, like, Aaron Judge is going to be a free agent this offseason, and then they kind of need to make some sort of splash in order to keep him there. Um, and I think trading for Soto could be that. So I think in that sense, it's, like, a good move for the Yankees. I still just think the Dodgers are just, like, so rich in assets, though, that if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be them. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Apparently he wants to go to the Mets. He's, he's said this, apparently. Or it was via... People are saying. So, yeah, people are saying. My sources are telling me. Um, but Or Scott Boris, his agent, at least, leaked that. Um, but it's one of those things that does not help at all in this scenario. As mm-hmm. I think, Jared, you mentioned, it's in the division. So that's obviously not going to help. And Soto's being... He's not forcing his way out, but I feel like that's what the Nationals probably see it as. The Nationals seem very taken aback by all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I highly doubt that they'll be trying to like fit his wishes to some degree. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't really see that happening, but I also Aiden read a stat, um, that the, the Mets don't have like a single starter under the age of 27. So they don't, and the, the nationals apparently want mm-hmm. like young MLB play, players that are already in the mm-hmm. show. So the Mets don't want to have that. They're like, I also That's read true. that they're like. Yeah. $60 million over the luxury tax or something crazy like that. <laughs> Steve Cohen doesn't care. Exactly. They're he's, like, got that, he yeah. <laughs> he's got Didn't that, yeah. He's got that SEC prosecuted money. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. he did He did promise a championship. And I, you know, he's it's looking, things are looking a lot more up than they usually do. Um, but yeah, the Mets, they're not old per se, uh, but there's a lot of guys in like the like 28 to like 32, 33 range, I would say. And that's probably, yeah, not what the Nationals are going. Like, I've heard them mention trading, like, Jeff McNeil, who is an all-star this year, has been an all-star several years for the Mets. But he's, like, he's a 29-year-old who's definitely hit his ceiling. Like, what do the Nationals want that for? Mm -hmm. Um, So it definitely have to be centered around um, Francisco Alvarez, their top prospect, who is the number two prospect in baseball and um, more farm system-based than I think what some other teams could offer. Yeah, one other team I wanted to mention was the Cardinals, who have mm-hmm. also shown the ability to make the big splash. They traded for Nolan Arenado. They traded for Paul Goldschmidt. They apparently mm-hmm. have the second best farm system in baseball, um, and they have like Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina are retiring this year. Their contracts are coming off the books, so I could see that happening because mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. they're a team that's like contending to a degree, but Juan Soto might kind of put them over the top so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. well speaking of things uh that'll put us over the top we're not going to talk about the rest of it Oh, oh, sorry. The, about how like the, they didn't fly him back and whatever? Yeah, yeah. Well, we won't okay. talk about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut no, that out. Okay. Right. I'm like, I wasn't right. sure either, but then there have been a long enough pause, and I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. it's time to wrap no, up. No, no, it's, not <laughs> it's always a constant struggle. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Good. At least I didn't have to somehow make a transition out of <laughs> things that'll sure put us over. Go <laughs> I wasn't sure where I was going with that, so this works out nicely. <laughs> but anyway, I have a feeling that Wyatt has feelings on this. The next oh, after this whole say. debacle. <laughs> um, it's, oh, you don't. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> but someone might. Um, Soto was flying to the home run derby, and the Nats refused to charter a plane for him, which is apparently very out of the ordinary. Um, and is yeah very petty so thoughts on that this is bad pretty for petty baseball. <laughs> of course it is I, the, the move is super baseball. petty we're talking about it Wyatt. the we're move the it. move is yeah. super petty and it's unacceptable for a franchise run by adults i use with air quotes uh the offer it was a bad contract and for him not to take that i don't mm-hmm. understand like okay well then walk home like that like they <laughs> $29 million for a year that is viewed as like a Babe Ruth type prospect is awful. And if I'm Juan Soto personally, I'm not going to sign a contract long, that's the long-term $15, $10 million deal. If you want me for 10, for 10 years, give me $500 million. I want a $50 million deal. And I think that like these long-term contracts, the yearly average for these guys, like even Mike Trout, I think... I did the math. It was somewhere like thirty-four to thirty-eight million dollars. Somebody can check me on that. Mm-hmm. Like, for a guy who is the best guy in baseball, long-term contracts are terrible. And it's like, where's there's no guarantee. Like, at least for ten years, you're guaranteed four hundred million dollars or whatever, which I understand. But I also think that Juan Soto and a lot of these players who are twenty-three years old are not banking on like be becoming substantially worse players within the next two to three years or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, they just – it's like the Nationals, like, just denying them. It's like when you ask a girl out and then they deny you, and you're like, well, you were ugly anyway. It's like it's like you can't just – you can't do that to a guy. And players should not be signing long-term contracts because they're, they're constrictive. And I think that the, these young players like Juan Soto should sign a five-year contract. In the NFL, you can make $230 million in five years. In the NBA, you can make $264 million in five years. And, Jared, I ask you this. If baseball is the largest grossing sport in the world, where is the money going if it is not going to the players? It's not the largest grossing sport in the you world. You like to say it all the time. There's oh, no they, like, never, no, they're never, so, so popular never, is what you say all the time. They, they, make, more, they make more revenue than the NBA does, I believe, but not the NFL. No, no way. No, not the NFL. I, I would I would be shocked. Simply by, by but it's still in the NFL. Yeah, it's by volume. <laughs> in five years in the NFL and in, in the NBA, you can make two hundred and sixty million dollars, and to make four four forty over fifteen years is a low ball for these superstars. If Mike Trout, Juan Soto, Shohei Otani, um, and Aaron Judge signed five to six year deals, they could get their market value and they can hold their team's feet to the fire. Instead of letting get baseball get away with all of the bogus deals, the ten million, the fifteen million dollar deals that they do. Here's my question, because I know I know he said that he wants to test the market now after the egregious fifteen year offer, which is, just, yeah. but why, why like it seems like there aren't any reports that the Nats are just offering him a shorter, bigger deal instead. It seems like they have immediately pivoted to trying to trade him, which yeah. seems outrageous to me. Like why don't they just give him an offer? That is reasonable instead. It which seems they like the, this has been a pattern for the Nats to some degree, and that they de- do weird financial things because they're <laughs> not going to pay up front 
as much as other teams or as much as the Dodgers, the Yankees, the top tier. Um, like a bunch of different contracts are backloaded that the Nats have offered. Like contracts like the Mets Bobby Bonilla one that was like you, mm-hmm. you get paid until 2035 or something. They've done a bunch of things like that because they just invest it and think that they're going to you know eventually pay it off. Um, and that's part of... It's interesting because I think... I've heard rumors about the Nationals selling, and that's part of the concern, I think, with Corbin's contract, is that they'll be paying... I think Corbin and Strasburg, they'll be paying for a really long time beyond, like, what is normal. Um, And so they think that it'll make it more attractive to the new person who's trying to buy the team to get these contracts off because they've, like, put it so far in the future. But if you buy the team, you're automatically on the books to pay certain guys. Um, mm. But it, it is, it's certainly weird. It just seems like the, the Nats are trying to, they don't have any other option but to kind of try to cheat them. So. Yeah, I feel like the, the Red Sox kind of did this with Mookie Betts too, where yeah. they offered him uh, an extension and he was like, other teams are going to pay me more. And the Red Sox were like, okay, we don't care about winning that bad, so we're just going to trade him. Yeah. I feel like the Nationals are doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap up the show for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, We love and cherish all our listeners, and we want you to love and cherish us back. You can do that by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, rating us five stars, giving us a follow on social media, at LunchPillGuys underscore. That's Instagram, that's TikTok, and that's Twitter. So make sure you do all that, and we'll see you for our next episode later this week.